welcoming to the show. It's Ollie, and this is very important. Is it Davis or Davies? Because it's like scone and scone, but it's more important because it's your name. I appreciate you asking that. No one ever thinks of it. It is Davis, yeah. I kind of Davis. autopilot by that out to people. Yeah, Davis is preferable, although I'm not going to get mad either way, to be honest. Okay, I've definitely been saying Davies, so um, <laughs> I will change. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool. Right, so it's Ollie, Ollie Davis on the show. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. I'm staying in there. <laughs> staying in there. I mean, that that pretty much, normally, if someone said, oh, I'm just staying in there, you'd be like, oh, something's wrong. But in these terms, staying in there, oh! Happy days. That's, that's fantastic news. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so obviously we are now in the midst of a second lockdown. Um, how did you cope with the first one? Did you think, yeah, survived? Yeah, see, so I was finishing university during the first lockdown. So I was doing my um, dissertation. So I would have been sat inside kind of writing. It was, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's not too bad. I lost a few gigs and I couldn't see my mates go to the pub, that sort of thing. But I was like, you know what? fairly privileged position i felt pretty good not not so much the uh, second one if i'm honest but you know yeah yeah because that's um, that's the thing is obviously as a musician obviously the first lockdown you know then it was like, okay we can't do anything we can't do any gigs and then there was oh we're st- socially distanced gigs ever becoming a thing and then they've just been taken away again as well yeah no i, I did one socially distanced music festival just before the um, second lockdown, like Wild Paths Music Festival in uh, Norwich. Yes, I saw uh, a few people do that. Yeah, run by um, Ben Street from Co- uh, used to be in Coasts, and it's a really great team there. And that was, it was a bit weird. Like I was on stage, and they had like you know you could only walk a certain way. They were like roped off tables, and it was like the last really hot day as well. I mean, I was I wore jeans, I was baking, um, but it was like a really kind of like you know the last of the summer, but the first <laughs> festival I'd done, so it was kind of weird. But first and uh, last festival. Yeah, it's the last gig. I haven't done a gig in eight. It's the longest I've gone without doing a gig since I was like a teenager. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that and this is since I was 15. So for the last this this how old I am. Last 17 years, I've gone to at least 12 gigs a year. So I've always gone to at least a gig a month. Yeah. This year I've only been to three and it's just killing me. It's oh I miss them a lot. I think my hearing's probably got better. That's probably the only uh positive <laughs> hey, from that. Benefit. So okay. what 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 gigs have you been to this year? Not ones you've performed at. What gigs have you actually gone to or managed to get to? Oh, I went to see um, John Mayer at the O2, actually, um, which was amazing. I've been wanting to see him since I was a little kid. And I was really, I went by my, so I had a recording session in London that day with um, a jazz band. Oh, so I, I finished, did. stuffed my suit in my uh, rucksack and they'd given me a megaphone to use at the uh for one of the recordings and they were like oh just keep it take it with you we don't need it so i turned up to the o2 by myself to watch john mayer because none of my mates wanted to go and i was like i'm not missing him because he might not come back for like years yeah and so i wrote up and they were like uh why have you got a megaphone and i was searching through idols recording equipment and they were really suspicious and i thought they weren't gonna let me in uh, and i finally sat in and there was no one on either seat next to me so i looked like i'd had two friends bails i was really paranoid everyone's looking i felt like everyone's looking at me like oh poor guy but it was so i mean he was so good live i was really worried because i suddenly like sat down and thought what if he's not as good as i want him to be i'm gonna be really upset and it was oh it's phenomenal i really enjoyed it one of my favorite songs of all time is gravity oh it's amazing that whole his whole like uh live in la the like the live um album he did because it's just incredible like a huge huge thing for me 
Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, just listening to your music, he's a clear inspiration. <laughs> kind of hard. It's hard to get away from that. Every so often, I'll get halfway through writing a song and be like, "Oh, this is good. This is a John Mayer song." I just. <laughs> It happens all the time. I have to like, I get whenever I write something that's good, I get really paranoid that I've just stolen it. So, how long have you actually been writing for? Because you, you, like you said, you only just finished uni. So, you're what, 21, 22 now? I'm 21. Actually, I turned 22 at the um, end of this month. Nice end of lockdown birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> all the celebrating in your bubble. Yeah. I might go for a walk. Who knows? Oh, get that unlimited exercise in. Yeah, so um, I've probably been writing, I mean, so I was writing stupid kind of non-songs when I was a little kid. So I started teaching myself guitar, I used to just play along to the radio, that sort of thing, when I was a kid. Um, and I had a little classical guitar, but I was really into Jimi Hendrix and that sort of stuff back then. So I used to try and learn like a very simplified version of one of his songs and then just kind of crudely rewrite the lyrics, I guess would be like my first attempt at songwriting i did a bunch of like jack johnson things as well and stole a lot of his music and then i don't know i, I never really like i never sat there and went i am a songwriter i just kind of i know i did it because it was fun i never really thought about it until i was about 17 18 i was like oh, i guess that's kind of what that is <laughs> <laughs> I kind of accidentally fell into it i suppose well there you know because the passion's always been there so it's exactly, i think yeah. that's the thing especially the arts so music comedy any anything like that it's i think if you make a conscious thing i'm going to be a musician it doesn't always work out so well you've got to have that that passion there to start with something i just have to do i can't i've tried, actively tried to not when i started you know so i did i played the brighton great escape festival in 2017 for fender and I was a, a cocky teenager. He just was like, you know, school. And I was like, oh, this is it, guys. I'm, there's going to be some guy in a suit at the back who's going to be like, hey, here's $20,000 and a mansion in LA. I was like, oh, don't need to go to school anymore. This is great. And obviously, it was amazing. They're great. I had a great time. And then life just, the world didn't stop for me. And I was a bit shocked. <laughs> and so then I went to university and I was like, well, well, fine. I'll just, I took my guitars with me. I was like, fine, I'm not going to play them. Uh, I'm going to take a break from music. And then I just kept playing guitar every day and I, was, I didn't really ever manage to. So I actively tried to stop and still <laughs> carrying on. So it's just instilled in your core. Yeah, it's just something I kind of have to do. It's not because I want to do it to be well known. I mean, that would be very nice. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I would say no to stadiums and sponsorships and fans, <laughs> but it's not why I do it. It would just no. be a happy uh byproduct if it ever did happen <laughs> that's and that's the purest way of doing it uh, it really yeah. is so obviously as well the moment you've got a brand new single out which yeah, is just pure relax just chilled it's got those john mayer vibes i mean throughout all your music i think we played lavender a lot before so what's the new single about Except so, for new, um box wine blues so i mean i guess it's like a lot of artists will be going oh it's there's a new song i wrote during lockdown but I tried to write a lot during lockdown and it was either kind of sarky, slightly politically things. I was like, yeah, it's a bit half-assed. I don't think I have quite enough political depth to my views to really pull that off. Or it was really miserable. And I, was, I don't, <laughs> I love that. Get me wrong. I think it's, it's you know, there's nothing like a good, sad song sometimes. But yeah. personally, I don't like writing and releasing sad music. I feel like there's enough in the world. and I, I, I like to try and be quite a positive guy. So even if I do write like a saddish song, so like if you listen to the like the lyrical themes in Lavender, it's not exactly the most positive song, 
but it's like a positive sounding and like feeling song. So I've, that's kind of where I sit most of the time. And I think box wine blues is a bit like that. So I was drinking a lot of box wine during lockdown because it's cheap. You go grab, grab box for, actually, you go grab box for like five quid down Tesco's uh, and it helps fuel the writing process, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and the song kind of just started um, from there. So I kind of finished university and, you know, found a job market that wasn't super in need of a freelance musician uh, right now. Really? I was like, oh, what do you mean? I put musician into Indeed and nothing except music teacher came up. And I was like, oh, oh, great. And there were no shows. So I was feeling a bit bummed about that. So I started uh, looking for, you know, kind of like hospitality work, which is mostly what I've been doing at the moment whilst I'm waiting for things to kind of uh, bounce back. And I was kind of a bit miserable about that. And I was thinking about it because a lot of my friends from university were like, oh, I've got my first position. I'm making 35,000 in my first year. And I was feeling a bit, maybe I made the wrong decision. And, and so the song kind of looks at balancing, you know, the crossroads of, I really want to do this. I really feel like I need to do this. And I also want to, you know, afford food and <laughs> hopefully not live in my parents' house forever, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think that's a general, but I didn't, I, it came through quite a few iterations, not be something that was super depressing. Cause I thought no one really needs a really, no one wants to listen to a musician be all self-pitying about <laughs> Like I was like, there are, I'm fortunate in that I have work and a place to stay and plenty of people don't. So I didn't want to, yeah be super self-pitying but this probably to be fair <laughs> i also like the fact that you just it was almost say what you see when you were coming to the song title just look around the room yeah box yeah that'll do wine that'll do i'm terrible at naming songs it's a, <laughs> normally the last bit of the song process me i'll be like oh, i need to take the file to send it off to get mastered I'm like, i can't call it like three when i send it off to the studio it doesn't look very good so I have to come up with a name there and then. And I don't know, they used to, I used to be like, I have a song that'd be like a full sentence or it'd just be like a lot of one word kind of names. Uh, it's like the first single I wrote and released was Sunset. And I song was called it Don't Let the Sun Go Down On Me. And I was like, I'm pretty, pretty sure I can't do that. I don't think anyone will find it. So it's always been a bit of a mess um, naming songs, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to three um, on the next EP. So it'll be a very avant-garde kind of new jazz, you know, something like that. Lots of samples. <laughs> so obviously, I'm just guessing you're looking forward to getting back to gigs. I mean, that's oh. all we can all we can really look forward to at the moment. Yeah, I've been looking. At, I've been asked to do a like a four-song, like 25-minute set, like a live stream gig. For I, I don't actually know exactly. Uh, this would be a great time to promote it, but I, I haven't got all the details yet. But that theoretically might be quite soon, potentially this weekend. So that'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to pushing my Virgin Media Wi-Fi to its limit, <laughs> try and stream some audio for people. Um, but no, I've got a few tentative bookings in 2021 that we'll see. Wow. But I mean, I'm, I'm just going to be saying yes to anything that comes up, basically. Yeah. Well, no, well, thank you so much for your time, Ollie. Um, when we can have people back and I'm no longer in my loft and everyone's no longer just in their houses, we'd love to get you on the show properly, uh, get you down when you're in Southampton and get you on. It'd be amazing. Lovely. My girlfriend's down there. So when lockdown's finished, I'll be coming down a lot <laughs> to visit. That works great. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. And take care. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye.